You're tuned in to the Tokyo Living Podcast, where we help you live a healthy and enjoyable life in one of the most amazing cities in the world. Josh Nichols is an Australian trained chef based in Nagata and founder of Easy Meals Japan. On this episode, Josh describes how he set up the business and how a focus on healthy recipes has seen his service flourish. Tokyo Living is proudly brought to you by Club 360, changing lives through health and fitness. Josh Nichols, welcome to the Tokyo Living Podcast. How you doing? Thanks for having me. No, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, so just for the listeners, uh, perhaps if you can give a bit of background, what's, uh, what's the Josh Nichols story? Okay, so I'm, um, I own a restaurant in um, Niigata, Rwanda, and I own Easy Meals Japan, which is a, a meal prep company, essentially. Um, been in Japan for maybe, I think coming up to six years, five, five years, six years, I can't really remember. Um, well, you're thinking how, how old my youngest daughter is. We came on her first birthdays. <laughs> I think she's, um, I think she's turning six this year. So yep. I guess you for five years. Nice. Nice. And, uh, and what's your background? You're obviously, uh, Australian. Um, yeah, I'm Australian. Um, been living in Sydney for 20, 20 or so years. Um, had a few restaurants in Sydney. Um, had a pretty decent cafe, had a pretty decent burger brand, was reasonably well known. Um, and then came here. Yeah. And what, uh, I guess what, what, what sort of got you into cooking? I mean, uh, what are, most people, I guess, follow, uh, like for me, for example, you know, I had all my meals provided for me until I was about 18 and then, you know, I, I left home and went to uni and, um, I was left to fend for myself as they say, and, uh, had very, very rudimentary cooking skills and those cooking skills have improved by about two or three percent in the last uh, 22 years. Um, how was it for you? I mean, obviously everyone loves food, but did you um, develop sort of a, um, a passion for cooking early on or how did that start? I guess like my mum used to make cakes for all of her friends, um, like birthday cakes. That. So we always did cake decorating together as a kid. Okay. So um, initially I wanted to be a pastry chef, not a, a chef. But uh, back in my day, there wasn't enough money in pastry chefing. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I can be a chef and, um, I went to hungry jacks for a long time as a kid. Okay. Um, I think I got my first job at 14 or something. And as soon as you could like in birth WA. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. I, um, I was 19 in a high school dropout and I thought, you know what? I want to be a, um, a chef and I don't have any qualifications. So I'm going to join the Navy. Okay. Um, and I applied for the Navy as a submariner cook was the, was the go for me. Um, it's the, the only place in the Navy where you get to have a shower every day if you're a chef. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I'll, I'll do that. And they're like, Hey, you're going to go back to school because your, your grades weren't good enough. So I went back to, um, to get some grades better. I went to Port Lincoln in South Australia where my family's from yep. and thought I'd go and do it all there and discovered that I didn't like school very much. <laughs> um, yeah. we went back to baking a little bit and then probably about six months later after the, the crazy hours in baking. There was a music course and, uh, I used to do drumming back in school. So then I'll, I'll do this music course. So we, we did a bit of drumming and did six months of that, made an album and had fun. Oh, well. Um, and then realized that perhaps I wasn't such a good drummer and there wasn't very much money to be made in this for me. Right. <laughs> the next thing that came up was a, um, a cookery course. Okay. So I went back down my cookery course, six months full time at TAFE. Yep. Um, realized that I kind of liked it. I like, I liked the hours. I liked how, how hard it was type thing. Yeah. Um, and I was better at it than playing drums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So uh, yeah, instead of becoming a rock star, you uh, you, you sort of became a chef. Um, where, where did you yeah. go from then? What what's uh, what's the environment we're working? In? Um, I went over to Sydney from there. Yep. Um, le- left the little country town of Port Lincoln and chased the girl to, to Sydney. Yep. Um, actually, in between, I started a a motorcycle career business. Like, I started Uber before Uber existed. Right. But, um, unfortunately, my lifestyle back then didn't allow me to think enough to develop it enough, which is a shame because it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I went to Sydney chasing a girl, yeah. got an apprenticeship, started working there, um, and just worked around Sydney for a long time. Um, yeah. backgrounds, mainly pubs, but yeah. um, stuff like that. I, I really enjoy that type of atmosphere. Um, I don't think food should be too pretentious. Yep. Um, no, people should enjoy themselves. Um, and then we did that for, oh, maybe 10 years. I think when I was about 20, 29. Um, I was working for a pub group and my wife and I, well, she, my girlfriend back at the time, um, decided that it was time that we'd maybe open a place together. So we went to the bank and we asked the bank if we could get married and borrow 20 grand for a wedding. <laughs> and they said, yeah, borrow 20 grand for a wedding. And we sunk it into our first cafe. Oh, cool. Um, so I ran a little cafe called Cafe Ish, which is on uh, Albion Street in Surrey Hills. Yep. Um, did most of the fit out myself. Back in the day when I had no idea what was going on, um, we were drilling holes in the floor and a council officer rocks up and says, what are you doing? I said, in the cafe. He's there, um, you got a DA? I mean, what the fuck's a DA? You've got to stop now and you can't do anything until you go through this application process. Yeah, right. So yeah, our first cafe, we learned beats. I learned that I'm not a very good tiler. Yep. <laughs> and my wife and I learned that working together is an interesting thing. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, you're obviously still working together. So, uh, it's, uh, it obviously didn't go too badly. It's, it's better now in Japan. That's for sure. Right. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, what, what, um, what was then the, uh, the drive to sort of come to Japan? Um, um look, we were living in Sydney. We were on our, I think we we're on our third or fourth venture by then. Yep. Um, and Sydney was just getting expensive. Like reality is Sydney's great if you're really rich. Um, if you're working for someone else as an employer, I think Sydney's pretty hard. Yep. Um, and it was just time. My wife had been in, had been in Australia for 14 years and we were like, you know what, if we can sell up, we can go. So we made the move to sell up, um, and come back to her hometown of Niigata and Niigata's cheap. Yeah. Like compared to the rest of the world, Niigata is ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where we ended up in, like, I've been on holidays here maybe twice, I think. Yeah. So I knew a little bit about it, but not much. Um, we knew there wasn't much Western food scene in Niigata and what it was is pretty Jap- Japanified. Yep. Um, and that was it. We just, I think I'd holidayed here for maybe a whole of 14 days. Um, I remember getting here and I was, I was reading on Google or something about Niigata has 300 days of rainfall every year. I got here and I said, well, what the fuck is this? Like, you didn't tell me that we had 300 days of rain. I hate the rain. And just said, yeah, and it got the rains a little. So I thought, yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, thanks for the heads up. So, and yeah, now it's been five, six years. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And so did, you always came out here with the idea of, um, of doing more of a Western style to restaurant. Yeah. Our, our previous holiday, we'd actually come out and scouted a couple of sites. Okay. Um, we found something we liked, but we couldn't, um, sell our venture in Sydney fast enough to make that happen. 
Okay. Um, so when we were able to sell, it was like, all right, let's come over here. My wife wanted to open a, um, like a super fancy molecular place, like a, a flagship restaurant. Okay. So um, we, we found this little 20 seater, 30 seater, pretty close to the station. You know, like we're only about maybe a minute's walk from Nagata station. Okay. Well, um, we found this and we started doing this molecular, really cool, funky stuff and Nagata hated it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nagata just wasn't into this at all. Like who's this white guy showing us this food that we don't understand. Uh, where's pasta? And he goes, it's like pasta and steak. That's what we know. And they'd be saying to us, uh, what type of food do you cook? French, Italian. And we're going, uh, we cook Australian. And they're there, what's Australian? <laughs> Just like shaking our heads. So for maybe a year, we were doing nothing pretty much. Like we're open, we had staff on, we put through all of our cash. It was really, really tough. Yeah. Really, really tough. Yeah. And then we, you know, like we thought about a little bit, changed a little bit. Um, my wife just happened to walk into a bank at the right time and meet the right guy. And he said, I believe the bank manager had, um, cycled his bicycle across the Nullarbor when he was 19. <laughs> he went, I love Australia. And, uh, I think what you guys are doing is great and we need you in the city. Okay. So how can we help? And pretty much then the rest is history. Like the shops went pretty well. Um, we stopped targeting the Western market and started concentrating purely on the Japanese market. And so did you keep the same location or? Um... Yeah, we kept the exact same location. Look, we'd already dropped everything into it. There was nothing yeah, left. <laughs> so what, what are we going to do? Like, and it's Japan. Once you leave a shop, you got to leave it empty. Cool. So like, there wasn't even the funds to leave it empty if we wanted to leave it empty. And what am I going to do? I can't teach English. There's no way you want me teaching English around your kids. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> And yeah, so look, after a year, like the situation in Japan, so in Australia, if you post a picture on Instagram and it's a cool picture, the next day you pull. Whereas we'd done all the TV appearances because um, on the new guy, Jen in town, they came into TV appearances, everything. A year later, people are coming into me saying, Hey, can we have this? We saw it on TV a year ago. Right. And Nigata sort of all about this print media thing. Yep. And you've got to pay a fortune to advertise. So we did that. We did the Japan way to start with. And it was just money going out for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then when we started realizing that we should just do what we like to do, which is my wife likes to talk and she likes to drink Australian wine. Yeah. So let's just have her talking and drinking Australian wine. Yeah. I like to, I like to cook meat, which is, I'm a meat eater. Yeah. So let's just cook meat and simplify it a little bit. Yeah. And do some things that the Japanese people really like, like. They like fish and chips and things like that. And they like steak. Yeah. So we do a really basic fish and chips in the restaurant, but it's good. It's like you get back home. Yeah. And if, they love it. Which is really difficult to find out here. Yeah. Which is really even, even in Tokyo. Yeah. 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 And in Australia, I was cutting a ton of chips a week for my, uh, my burger shop. Yeah. So, you know, we just kept the same recipe and we started using that type of thing and making it a little bit more simple and more um, wine bar focus, yep. a little bit more sharing. Um, and then I was missing burgers a little bit because Australia, I owned, um, milk bar by cafe ish, which is part of the original burger scene in Sydney. Okay. Um, so we started making burgers over here. We, we get Australian beef and we get, um, a, a blend, a couple of, couple of different types of meat. And we, we got this giant grinder. We grind it all through and we started baking our own buns cause we couldn't find the right buns. Okay. Um, and then we started making a product that's actually, I think our burgers are better than what we're doing in Australia. Yeah. Um, 
So I started pumping them out as well and putting them on lunch and trying a few different things. And now the restaurants are right. Um, but only open three days a week because staffing issues. Yep. And you know, Japan, we had COVID come in and we started this other business because of COVID, which there's only one of me. Yes. <laughs> um, only so many hours and, and days we can work in a week and our kids want to see us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much what happened, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, you obviously changed the menu, you changed sort of the approach. Did you um, change any of your sort of marketing tactics at all? Um, no, the marketing, we didn't really change very much. Um, we pulled out of all the print media. Yep. Um, because I mean, print media was just asking ridiculous money. It's um, crazy. It's, it's crazy. Like $5,000 for an ad, but I'm in Nagata. <laughs> I'm like, what they've been even, in Tokyo, I can understand, but in Nagata, come on. Um, no, look, we just went back to the basics, which is look after your regulars. Yep. Um, my wife is amazing talking. I mean, she should be the one doing this. She's better at talking than me. <laughs> you so just set her up. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, selling any product, it's all about sort of communication and relationships and, um, yeah, yeah. I guess focusing on that, you, you can't go wrong. And she likes wine. Yeah. Like she really, really, she's starting to be the sommelier course. She's doing that now. So she's learning even more about wine and she doesn't want to drink it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was all we did was just kept going over and over the same thing and Kind of listening a little bit more to what the customer's needs were. Yep. Um, they didn't like the super molecular stuff, so we pulled it out. And we put some of the basic stuff on, and they liked it. But they still wanted to feel like it was an interesting shop, like a fun shop. Yep. But one of the other issues that we had, and we didn't quite comprehend this, is we built a really sexy shop. When, when we came, like, we got these nice, um, these nice concrete-style countertops, and the shop was really dark and moody. Yeah, and, yeah. We, um, we put in these two giant windows at the front, there were these tiny Japanese style windows and couldn't see in like an old is a fire. Yep. Um, and they didn't, they thought it was too sexy. Oh, really? They thought our restaurant was too sophisticated and were just scared of coming into the restaurant. Okay. Um, so that was really challenging because the exact opposite of Australia. Yeah. 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 You know, people won't sit in the window here, whereas they want to sit by the toilets. In Australia, there's no way that's going to happen. So that was a really big challenge, but just through doing the basics. I mean, I guess if you look at it from a, um, from a fitness point of view, just doing the basics over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just time and kind of treading water for a little bit. Yep. Um, until we could build up a strong enough local market that we didn't have to stress so much and it worked, but it, it took us at least a year and a half to two years of just breaking even. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. I'd love to come and, uh, and visit sometime. You should come. Like, the best burgers in the whole of Japan are made at my show. Yeah, I'm getting hungry just uh, just hearing you at it all. Club 360 is Tokyo's premier health, fitness and rehabilitation centre, offering physiotherapy, personal training, group fitness classes, boxing, sports massage, pilates and nutrition consultations. With two full-time locations in Mota Azabu and Gashi Azabu, as well as satellite physiotherapy practices in Shibuko in Yokohama, Club 360 boasts a team of high-level practitioners from all over the world, ready to take care of all your injury and fitness needs and guide you on a path towards a healthy and happier life. Come visit us at club360.jp or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Then you sort of talked about, uh, this, uh, second part of your business. Um, how did that come apart? Was that something that you had in the back of your mind or, uh... no, 
the delivery service? How did that? Not really, to tell you the truth. Um, COVID came, mm. and we'd been watching all of our friends in Australia. Yeah, um, this COVID was kind of like three months ahead, six months ahead in Australia. Type thing of what was going on. Yep, and we were thinking, what are we going to do? Um, and the big thing was the kids in school. Um, you know, like people were pulling their kids out. People weren't pulling their kids out. It was like, we don't really know what to do in this situation, but we're watching Australia. So we pulled our kids out of school for three months, um, kept them at home. And we were talking to our customers about COVID and our customers were worried about COVID. Mm. No one knew what was going on and the numbers were starting to dip down a little bit. So I think it was a Sunday night, um, Tokyo Expert Network, Amanda McCready had posted that, yeah, I'll show it off weekend. It was next Friday. So I said to my wife, I am Sunday night. We're closing the restaurant tomorrow or in, indefinitely. And until we've got a solution, we're going to close the restaurant. Um, and I'm going to produce a range of um, easy meals like microwave meals. And see how the show it off thing is on Friday and it's Sunday. So from... Now until Friday night, I'm going to lock myself in my office, figure out how to build a website and learn about e-commerce and come up with a product line so that we can close the restaurant and be safe and still make some money because we've got bills to pay. Wow. So that was how it pretty much happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so you basically advertised on, uh, uh, 10 the next Friday and. Uh... Yeah. We had it ready in time to advertise on 10. I think we launched 10 products. Um, lasagna, bangers and mash, like all stuff that we knew that we could send out pretty easily. Yep. Um, we didn't have macros on there. We didn't, it was all from my head. There were no recipes. It was just, what can I put out to make money? Yep. yep. Uh, now I think back at the time we were able to sell wine as well. Okay. Um, so we, that didn't go very well. People just weren't interested, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, but we were lucky that some of the, um, the members on 10 kind of looked after us around and I think the first week we maybe got 10 orders in. Yeah. Was, and I was like, you know, that's enough to survive. Yeah. Um, so then we just did that and we kind of survived for two or three months. Um, and then I think it was like, we we're looking at it going, gee, we've got to open the restaurant again. Like eventually we're going to have to reopen the restaurant. Uh, how are we going to do that? Because we were, we'd shut the restaurant, but everything for Easy Meals Japan, but I think back at the time we called it Alchemist at Home. Okay. Um, yeah, it was right back in the early days. It's called Alchemist at Home. It was just like an add-on to the the restaurant. Yeah. But we were making everything. Or I was making everything in the restaurant by myself. I'd come in at like five o'clock in the morning, and I would finish at twelve one. Um, and I would just cook everything. And we had nothing else in the the restaurant anymore. So we had the restaurant stopped there. But I was using my restaurant facilities, my restaurant fridges. Like it was tiny and packed. It was a bit of a nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, the shop was full of boxes for, for deliveries. It didn't look at the restaurant anymore. And then, yeah, like I say, three months, it's like, how do we reopen? How do we run two places when there's not enough space to run to, yeah. but the restaurant needs to reopen. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of lucky in that our family is been here forever. Um, so there's a bit of land that had a building on it that we could have. Okay. So uh, our family's like, yeah, you can have this. If you, if you really want it, you can have it. So, <laughs> all right. So let's try to change over. So we then built a small factory. Okay. Um, and it was kind of good for me because I took out all the equipment that was in my restaurant and moved it over to my factory and bought new equipment for the restaurant. 
So again, we changed the focus of the restaurant. Again, I put in a flat grill and we put in a charred grill so it could be more burger focused and more steak focused. Yep. Um, and didn't have to spend so much money in the renovation. Uh, that was interesting again, Japan and building in places and what I thought the budget would be versus what the budget really was. Um, my wife was pretty upset about the budget in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Look, to be honest, she didn't really want to know about these in Japan. Right. She was like, yeah, this is just going to be a phase, whatever. Like, even when we're changing over, she was like, yeah, it's just going to become nothing. Um, so we did that and then, um, take a reopen a little bit. Mm. And Easy Mills Japan kind of probably drops by about 50% in sales. Oh, really? Okay. So we just built this new place. Transition low, like the builders had a week to transition everything over because I wanted to have the restaurant open and Easy Mills Japan, uh, Alchemist at Home operating. Yep. And we dropped off 50% and I was like, fuck, what have we done? <laughs> we just built a new factory, spent 30K on a new factory and then it's going under. Like, really felt like closing the whole lot by then. Yeah, okay. Um, and then it like it built a little bit of momentum. It was about this time I was kind of like, look, what are we gonna um what are we gonna do to bring in some new products? And we we've got all this normal stuff that I think people wanna be a bit healthier. Um and now we'll we'll see again companies in Australia and Japan had started to enter that market a little bit. Launch was up here. So I think maybe about Christmas time, we launched a um we started putting macros on our stuff, a couple of things. And I think I launched a low calorie plan around Christmas time. So we, a, a healthier option. And I think we grew from maybe about 20 products. We grew it up to about 40 or 50 products by bringing in these, these healthy options. Wow. So our healthy options started peaking. They started doing really, really well. Um, cause I didn't realize that, uh, foreigners in Japan struggle to find healthier options for sure yeah. everyone thinks that japan's full of healthy diet well that's rubbish of course <laughs> but in japan it's somewhere salty and carbohydrates yeah yeah like it's massively on that field yeah. um and the healthy stuff started to take off and that was really like really nice to see because our sales started going up and people were jumping on there um so what's so that's december um and then with just plotted along again for a little bit. Yeah, my father-in-law passed. And I think about the same week, I decided, I think I'd hit, I'd hit 106 kilos. Um, and the wife and I were talking like about where we want to go and how we wanted to expand and get a restaurant happening more. And I was really sitting down there going, I'm probably a bit broken and not, not broken, but if your car needs a service, you go and get it fixed so it runs at optimal. And I certainly wasn't, yeah. um, I was 106 kilos. I was tired all the time. I was pretty grumpy. Like Japan kind of hits you in a different way to the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. There's things that people just don't understand when they move over to Japan. Yeah. Um, no, I got a battery, but we didn't have the macros until around this time. So I had, um, I realized I needed to change I advertised a little bit on Takeaway Expert Network about partnering up with someone and I met a personal trainer on there. And I thought, oh, I'll see if we can partner up. And his thing was like, listen to my spiel about what I do and see what my program is. And we'll talk about partnering up. And I thought, hey, this is good. So I listened to his spiel and he said, um, so do you want to do it? And I'm like, ah, 
yeah, but no. <laughs> and then my wife clipped in and my wife said, I'm going to negotiate him to get the price of one. Where the price of one, you're going to do it. So I signed up with this personal trainer for six months. Um, it was eye-opening. Like, I cook for a living and I know what this type of stuff is and I should know all the basics, mm. but reality is I knew nothing. Like, I really, really knew nothing. In terms of macro breakdown and that sort of thing. In macro breakdowns and, like, in eating, like, I believed that calories in versus calories out is all you care about. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'd be seeing people going out and exercising all the time and then eating all these calories and going, why don't you just eat less calories so you can exercise less? Yeah. And that was my, my total thought on, um, you know, like our healthy options on the menu weren't so much that they're just healthier. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, Lee, you can eat and give yourself more energy and do some basic stuff. So then from there, we started thinking about the macros on Alchemist at Home. I think it was still Alchemist at Home at the time. It only just changed to Easy Meals Japan, maybe mid last year or, or earlier this year. Um, so then I started thinking about these macros and what do they do and researching a bit more. And I ended up dropping in six months, I dropped about 15 kilos. Wow. Um, yeah, which is great. And the guy's got a guarantee. So that was awesome. Um, unfortunately I got a bit of a heel injury. Um, just before the end of my six months. So my full personal trainer now is on a guarantee and I've just put the, at least 10 or 12 kilos back on over, over winter. Um, a few reasons, my heel, we got super busy with the restaurant and easy meals for uh, Christmas and ski season. Yeah. Yeah. I put on weight during ski season. It's just, I ski every week. I drive out there. I eat crap when I'm in the car. I'm skiing. I, I come back and it's winter. I'm cold. I eat more. Yeah. So. And he's still working with me because he guaranteed me that he's going to lose his weight. So the poor guy's coming for a lot longer than what he planned on. <laughs> but we, um, yeah, we, we started really looking heavily into the macros, into protein. And like, I had no idea that I'm meant to be eating this much protein per day or that I could eat carbs. Because yeah. I was like, you know, I tried the keto diet. I lost a heap of weight of my own on the keto diet, but I was grumpy as shit all the time. My wife hated me. Yeah, and I'll be doing the um hated on the back. And I'll be doing the because I believed in the calories in versus calories out. Um I'd be busy at work, so I just wouldn't eat. And I'd be going, you know what, I'll hit six hundred calories. Right. If I eat six hundred calories, that's super low calorie, I lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I did, but I was grumpy as shit. And the minute that I could eat six donuts, I'd give you six donuts. Well the minute you know, Pan everywhere you go, there's a bakery in the supermarket. Yeah. I love bakery stuff. Curry barn and all stuff. I can eat that all day long. So I was super, super unhealthy until we started, until I started learning about these other things. Um, and then I started thinking like, how do I make this part of what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, um, and that's kind of the direction Easy Meals Japan is now taking. Um, you know, we, we changed our name to Easy, Mil- Easy Mills Japan. We decided to make it more corporate. We we hired a web designer to go in there and strip it all out and make it look pretty and give us some new imaging. Like, I don't know if you saw the old site. I didn't know, but the, the new site's obviously very impressive. So. Yeah, the, the new site looks like uh, it's a healthier site. Yeah. Um, the old site looked like it was a restaurant tack on. Right. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so we started looking at these different diets. Like, you know, we, we did keto, so we, we put on some keto options because I know some people want to eat keto or have to eat keto. Yeah. You know, we, we put on these low-calorie options because people wanted to eat low-calorie. Yeah. Um, and we brought in vegan. Yeah. So I remember before you asking me about if I'd thought about um, this business. Originally, I thought we'd hit the vegan market. Mm. Um, but vegan people pretty much don't eat our food. Really? <laughs> Which is interesting. We, we, we sell a lot more vegan now. Yep. Again, the first six months, vegan people wouldn't come near us. Um, I, I don't know why. Our, our vegan food's fantastic. Um, yeah, and now we're, we're moving towards the future and we're looking at partnerships with, um, with bodybuilders and um, companies like yourself. And we're, we're kind of lucky now that um, companies are reaching out to us which inspires us to, if companies are reaching out to us, it means that there's more work that we can do. Yeah. yeah. There's a market that we can actually go into. Yeah. So a little bit opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got to, got to be when you're in business. Are you in need of a good massage? Club 360 boasts a team of experienced massage therapists specialized in sports, Swedish, deep tissue, prenatal and postpartum massage techniques and are able to tailor treatment to your specific needs. Mention Tokyo Living to receive 30% off your first massage for first-time users. Contact info at club360.jp for more details. Yeah, I mean, how does the whole sort of system work then? I mean, if someone is to, to put in an order, what actually happens from the time when they, they put in the order to them actually getting the, the food at their doorstep? Okay, so the thing that's different about us is that um, we cook fresh. And then we ship everything that's vacuum packed and sorry, individually vacuum packed and sealed. So by the time you get it, you can leave it in your fridge for around seven to 10 days. Um, I've tested up to 14 after the, the cook day and I've got the world's weakest stomach and I'm all right. Which <laughs> the states. So yeah, I'm actually on one of the plans now to, um, I'm on a low calorie plan. Now I eat it once a, once a day type thing. I'm thinking on seven meals a week. Yep. Um, again, it lets me randomly test these products. Yep. But so our system works in that we have a cutoff of Sunday night and then we collate everything on between Sunday night and Monday. We go shopping and all that stuff. So it's nice and fresh. And we have two cook days of Tuesday and Thursday. And then we ship on the Wednesday to arrive generally Thursday or Friday. And we ship again on the Friday to arrive Saturday or Sunday to your house. Okay. It's all, it's shipped via, um, Truneco Coolbin. And we add uh, ice packs in the, in the, um, the packs as well to keep them super cold. Yep. Um, and we have pretty much three styles of ordering. You can order everything individually. Yep. Or you can go onto a plan and our plans have two styles of plans, which is a, a weekly plan. We have a, um, uh, easy plan, which is me choosing your meals for you. that's on a three week rotation, which is listed on the site. And then we have a, my plan, which is you get to choose. Mm. So you go in by by Sunday midnight and you select from the drop down menu and you pull down the meals in more order, you submit it. And then we cook the next week and ship it out to you. Yeah. Um, and it's three to four minutes in the microwave. Yep. Um, you eat, it's all good. And we've got a family plan on there as well. Like, um, which is more of an oven, ovenable type thing, but it's more aimed at families and it's not spicy. It's stuff like lasagnas and chicken wings and they come with uh, sides. So all the family really needs to do is add a salad. Okay. And they've got a complete meal type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I guess what have, from your feedback, what have, uh, been some of the most popular dishes that, uh, that people are? Probably we do a red curry steak on cauliflower rice. 
Okay. Um, yeah, we're using Australian grass with beef on that. Yeah. Um, and that is insanely popular. Yeah. Um, and now my vegan stuff, which has helped, helped a little bit, the, the vegan stuff pumps right now. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I think that's the, the most popular thing. Um, our low calorie plan's pretty big and our keto plan's pretty big. Yep. Um, you know, like we use cauliflower rice in, in keto stuff. So we use actually, I use a lot of cauliflower rice because calories are lower. Yeah, for sure. It warms you up. Like if you can change that out from your, um, from your standard rice and flavor it up enough. Yep. You know, add some eggs or something just to boost the protein out a little bit more. Yep. Then people are right to eat it. And, and tweaking, tweaking stuff that you used to know, like the, uh, example, we do an apricot chicken. But rather than have it full of calories like normal acre chicken is, we have some white beans in there. Um, and we bring it under 500 calories. Wow. Okay. Um, and again, compared to the Japanese style, when you eat my food, it's big enough that you're full. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this, that's not me bagging on Japanese, but you know, you go to convenient in Japan and the meals are like 200 grams. You're like, man, I got to eat six of these. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think that's the big difference and we're not frozen. Yeah. Um, unlike, again, most companies, it's easy to freeze a meal and send it out. You just pull it down and ship it the next day. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you have to order by Sunday night. We do have this, this little bit of a turnaround on it. It gets a little bit confusing, but once you figure it out, it's, it's pretty easy to deal with. And, uh, and what can people be expected to sort of pay for these, these plans? What are the... um, our plans range from, oh God, you got me, <laughs> um, I think it's about 66,500 yen for five meals up to about 90, 1995, 1,500. Yep. So I still get confused with Japanese numbers in Western dollars. Yeah. Um, varies from five meals to seven meals. Okay. Um, there's add-ons as well. Like on our standard plan, you can add on a sweets plan. If, if that's your thing, like we do old fashioned stuff like brownies and blondies and a few little cakes and that. Yep. Um, yeah, or individually, our meals are around, we average about 13, 1400 yen each as individual. So you get a, a much better price when you, um, when you go into a plan, a weekly subscription, and you get free shipping on weekly subscriptions as well. Yeah. Wow. Um, we, we don't ship in styrofoam boxes. We're onto a, onto a foil line cardboard box because we know we use too much plastic. Yeah. Like I can't get away from it. We're trying our best to get away from it. Yeah. So little things like that just to to help out a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And they, uh, you can throw them in your burnable waste. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, that that's, uh, on par with sort of the cheaper lunch sets that you get out here and, uh, yeah. for, the, for the value and the quality of the food, I think that's, uh, it's very, very reasonable. I mean, you, you've tried some of our meals, I believe. So we tried, uh, yeah, I think we had about a sample of maybe uh, seven or eight different meals and, um, and they're, they're great. Like, um, <laughs> Like you said on the website, uh, the food tastes bloody great. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't taste like health food. It, um, it yeah, right. tastes like uh, good, really good quality Australian cafe food. Um, you know, that's, yeah. that's actually something that kind of does my head in a bit with the um, the health market. Mm. Is I keep hearing that food doesn't have to be enjoyable. Like food, food for fuel, food for fuel, food for yeah. fuel. Like I like to eat, but I'm overweight. Like I'm, I'm overweight and I'm pretty, pretty unhealthy generally just because of my lifestyle. So like, how do we make it that if you want me to eat healthy, it needs to be appealing. Yeah. Like you can't just give me a piece of steak and well, 
classic example, steamed chicken and, and broccoli. Now I've done this. Yeah, now I've done the steamed chicken and broccoli. You know, I've done that a few times in the morning over and over and over and I can do it, but God, it's boring. Like how, how do we make things that you want to eat? So it's easier to hit your goals and it's easier to do what you're meant to do. Yeah. And give you enough variety. Yeah. Our site has around 150 products on. So there's heaps of, each meal rotation is on a three week rotation and it has 21 meals in it. So our keto, our low calorie, our vegan. And our new plan, which is coming out, have 21 different meals that you can select. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we have a couple more, um, like classic stuff, bangers and mash and roast, which we always try to put on there and things like that. So yeah, I'm sorry, I, I digress a bit, but I kind of get a little bit over being told and seeing on Instagram feeds, these, um, these health gurus and that, and they're putting up stuff on the plate. It just doesn't look appealing at all. <laughs> like we, you got to, there's got to be a way to make healthy food look good, taste good, and make you want to get back to it. Like, I understand that sometimes you've just got to do the basics. Um, and when we, our new plan, which is coming up, has a basics range to it. So if you just want to be boring and just cut it out and just scoff down stuff because that's your mindset, you can. Yeah. But if you still want to eat something that's healthy and good, you can do that as well. So, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, um, uh, I think it makes it so much easier for people, you know, the, even just to get, to get started, you know, the whole idea of trying to change eating habits in order to you know, improve health or improve human body composition is, uh, intimidating for a lot of people. So I think that, um, packaging it the way that you do and, and making that process, you know, potentially very enjoyable, I think is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I find it really easy to eat rubbish in the morning. Yeah. I really, really, it ought to not be in the morning, but I also find that for me personally, I want about six, 700 calories in the morning, Yeah. Um, but I want better calories than what I was getting. Yep. And that will fill me up until around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I work at lunch service in my restaurant. So between 12 and 12 and two, I have chips, hot chips sitting in front of me all day long. So... <laughs> That's really hard, but if I go out in the morning and put one of my meals in there yeah, and then have some, some muesli or something on the side, which I know puts the sugar and the carbs up a little bit, but I need that little sweet touch. Yeah. If I can do that and have a quick little protein shake when I get to work, then I don't have to stress too much about eating less chips. I might have one chip versus 10. Sure. <laughs> so that's a really big thing for me personally. Club 360 are proud to announce the launch of our online corporate ergonomics and wellness program. This program is delivered in bite-sized chunks of one to five minute video clips every day for 12 weeks and covers topics such as pain, injury prevention, best setup, productivity, all-cause mortality, as well as a guide to 20 easy to implement desk-based exercises to keep you active throughout the workday. We also have an optional test and certification available. Contact info at club360.jp for more details. So, um, I mean, where do you see the business going from uh, from here on in? What um, I mean, you've obviously in the court in the over the span of you know six years or five years, um, you've you know you've started this um, restaurant or wine bar, and then uh, you started this business as well, and it's uh, it's obviously blossomed. Um, where are you looking to go from now? Okay, so my wife kind of told me that she wants to buy a bigger factory. <laughs> 
there's just happens to be a factory about 21 and a half seconds walk from my house, which would be kind of nice. Um, so we're, look, we're looking into building a bigger factory, getting some nicer equipment, um, staffing it a little bit more so I can get a bit of time to spend with our family. Yep. Um, and we're probably going to aim more into the health food line. Yep. Um, we're bringing out a new line called prep, which is our probably protein plan, okay. um, which I'm pretty sure we're going to be launching with you guys. Yep. Um, and I, I think we're looking at a May, May launch for that, <laughs> a bit of, bit of work to be done, but that'll be focusing on 40 grams of protein minimum per meal, um, and 15 to 20 grams of fat. We're going to put our cutoff at 20 grams of fat. Yep. Um, because that way we can include stuff like, um, edamame. Okay. Which has a high protein content. It's fats a little bit higher than using peas, but the, the protein's higher, but it's still not a bad thing. Yep. Um, and yeah, so that's going to come out. We've also got a, a breakfast line that's going to come out pretty soon as well. Okay. Um, which would be stuff like protein pancakes. Um, my wife got me onto this and I'm, I'm pretty ashamed. I need to hand my man card in, but my wife got me into the, um, the overnight chaya in oat pudding. Okay. Um, we put that on our website last week. Uh, yeah. it's awesome. I, I hate to say it. I don't know why I did it soon enough, but it's amazing. So that's launching. Um, but our, our big thing that we're more excited about is the, the prep stuff, the, yeah. the, the, um, the prep plan. So our goal is to make your meal prep easy. Um, and that's going to come with to, uh, kind of like two segments to it that we have our prep basics, um, which will be pretty much a protein and our super, uh, our super veg mix, yep. which will be like, um, broccoli, cauliflower, edamame, like just that higher protein, low, low fat type side. And I think I'm probably going to do something dumb, like throwing some Frank sauce because there won't be much dressing on that type of stuff. And. You can drop francs on anything and it tastes good type thing. So, and I think that comes out with maybe six or seven different proteins. Okay. Um, so you'll be able to choose between chicken, lean beef, um, kangaroo. I think I'm going to add on there because it's super high in protein, super high in iron. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have our, our normal stuff that's based on prep as well. Okay. So with better garnishes like stews and, and soupy type things and more, more made up meals. Um, but yeah, that's our next big thing that's happening. Nice. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually, I'm going to change from my low calorie plan to that as soon as it comes out. <laughs> no, that uh, it sounds fantastic. And, um, yeah, I, honestly, I think I need to wrap this up cause I'm just getting way too hungry. <laughs> uh, just talking about all this food. Um, uh, but for people who want to, um, to check out the plans and, uh, uh, and, and, and maybe try that out, uh, how can they find you? What, uh, you can go find us online, www.easymealsjapan.com. Fantastic. Make sure you put the S in there, meals, not meal, or else you won't find it. Easy meals. Okay. And we'll definitely, uh, put the link to that in the show notes. Um, awesome. now, Anything else uh, you want to sort of plug while we've got you here, Josh? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're in the garden, you want to have a burger, um, come and check us out at um, the Alchemist Bar and Dining, two minutes from the station. Um, and that's about it, I guess. I don't know. Like, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the partnership with you, quite frankly, and trying to get other gyms on board and, and other, um, uh, sponsorships and, and, you know, like, I follow a lot of these Instagrammers who are doing the IFB or the Japan, Japan Open and stuff like that. I want to sponsor a few of them this year and see if we can get into that market. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely the market for it. Um, yeah, I, th I think that uh, a service like yours has, has been long overdue in Japan in particular. And I think that, uh, yeah, for people like us in, uh, you know, in, in the health sphere, it's uh, the meal prep side of things is, is really a, a missing component that uh, I think that you, yeah, you, you're providing a really good resource for. So Yeah, I think you see a lot of meal preppers, it's the same thing. Like I see these guys prepping on Sundays <laughs> and they're prepping 10 portions of something. And even um, I look at some other websites. And you see the people just buy 10 of one thing, like 10 salmon, they're just like, come on. Yeah. yeah. You even eat 10 of the same thing? No, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, and we actually do the same thing in our, in our family. So, um, yeah, I think we need to, uh, we need to get onto your, uh, your plans. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it's a, it's a great thing that you're doing and, uh, congratulations on what you've achieved with the businesses uh, so far. And, um, yeah, uh, we're definitely looking forward to the partnership as well. And oh, so the other thing that I should add in is we're multilingual. Right. Our, our site is in, most of it's in Japanese. Yep. And, and it's all in English with most of it in Japanese. Um, and you can message us and we can reply in either Japanese or English, depending on, on what you need. Um, so just a little bit of a differentiation from other companies that are out there. Sure. Sure. Awesome. Well, Josh, uh, thanks very much for your time today. And uh, everyone, go and check out uh, Easy Meals Japan and uh, enjoy some of that, uh, that bloody great food. Sam, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate okay. it. Cheers, Josh. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Tokyo Living Podcast. If you enjoyed the content, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you'd like to enjoy your podcast. We look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Have a healthy and active week.